the Amish population is less likely to undergo annual checkups or engage in preventative care, and they typically prefer natural methods over institutional medicine. This can create unique challenges for the physicians who care for them. You are listening to Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD, and I am Dr. Jennifer Caudill. Joining me today is Dr. Candace Boyer, owner and medical director of Lancaster County Osteopathic Integrative Health. Dr. Boyer, welcome to the program. Thanks for inviting me. So let's first start out. You know, your, your medical practice is in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, which has a very large Amish population. Can you first start talking a little bit about your training and your specialty, but then maybe also talk about some of the unique challenges you face as a physician serving a sizable Amish demographic? Absolutely. So I went to PCOM, Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. I did my internship in, in Philadelphia and then did my residency in internal medicine and my fellowship in neuromusculoskeletal medicine and osteopathic manipulative medicine at what is now known as Rowan in New Jersey. And what didn't prepare me for the Amish population was my population that I had in New Jersey, which during neuromusculoskeletal medicine, I saw a lot of low back pain, migraines, headaches, things that have already gone through multiple medical procedures, having had physical therapy, having had injections, and having had multiple medications. And then when all else kind of failed, they kind of found us at the end of the rope. When I moved to seeing Amish in Lancaster County, completely different. I did internal medicine specifically because I didn't want really to do OB and PEs. And they're the majority of my practice now. Actually, 60% of my population is moms and children. So when I started working with the Amish, it was quite a change for me. And it's been about eight years my practice have been practicing in Lancaster County. And so communication is one of the biggest challenges for us because they don't have access to email. Some of them, a few of my patients don't even have phones. So we actually write letters to confirm their appointments. And also they don't answer their phones. Their phones are not in their house because they don't want it to interfere with their daily life. So it's outside in a shed or a barn. So they're usually only checking their messages once or twice a day. So we try and get our messages callbacks given to them before 6.30 in the morning so that they usually will check them when they're done milking the cows. And then they usually won't check them again until they're done milking in the evening. So communication is, is quite a challenge for us with our patients. They're also very reluctant to take medications, which when I first started having an internal medicine background, that was kind of a shock to me. And for the first, I don't know, couple of years, I think I used my script pad more as a notepad to give directions than I did for giving any prescriptions because they just, they weren't interested. So for me, it it posed not only a challenge in treating them, but also posed a challenge in what I was doing and what I had to offer them. Because for the first time, having done all of my training, they weren't interested in, in much of what I had learned. So it really geared me towards a different path. That is that is really fascinating. You know, another unique challenge I know that that you've faced is starting your own cash based practice. And your practice is is it mostly osteopathic manipulative medicine that you do in your practice? I do both osteopathic manipulative medicine and I do integrative medicine. Okay. Can you maybe talk a little bit about what those two types of medicine are and then, you know, what some of the difficulties were in setting up your own cash based practice, which I think a lot of physicians would be interested to hear about. Yeah, absolutely. I think I have quite a unique story. I actually, when I started, I was just doing OMM and I actually just started doing house calls. So I started with just a couple of patients from a one room spot that I had been renting and I did a house call. So overhead was really low for me. 
So it actually was a, a little bit of a benefit to doing it that way because I had my table, my massage table to practice or my travel portable OMM table. And I just started. And so my cell phone was my office phone for a long time. And my husband and I did everything. I bought my, my paper charts. I often tell people I was kind of like an 18th century practice. I had my paper charts that I bought at Staples. My cell phone was our office phone. And that was it. And it worked out really well because they don't answer the phone. So I could just leave messages with callbacks and information and things like that. So it actually, for my husband and I, and having a young family, it worked really well doing that that way with cash-based practice. As far as what I practice, osteopathic manipulative medicine is actually a board certification. A lot of physicians don't know that, but just like you can specialize in neurology, nephrology, cardiology, you can actually specialize in osteopathic manipulative medicine, which is that slight little piece that makes DOs and MDs different in the fact that we learn to use our hands to both diagnose the patient, but also to treat the patient. And for many physicians who practice NMM, OMM, which is what the board specialty is called, it can be an adjunct to conventional medicine. Or for those of us who also practice integrative medicine, it lends itself very well to working with integrative medicine and my patients who didn't want any of my medical knowledge, but just wanted to know the natural ways of treating things. And so, for instance, if I have someone coming in my office and I am treating them, let's say they just came in with low back pain and I'm treating them and they are extremely, extremely tight. To me, that tells me that their bodies are extremely inflamed and we need to figure out what it is that's causing the inflammation in their bodies before we're ever going to get them to respond to just the OMM treatments. And so I may feel their liver and find that their liver isn't quite moving the way that it should be. You know, we, we learn that the, the bones move, the muscles move, the heart has its own rhythm, right, the heart rate, and the brain has its own rhythm, and we can measure that on an EEG, and we can measure the respiratory rate. But what we don't think about sometimes as physicians is taking that a step further and realizing that every part of the body has an inherent motion. So whether you're talking about the big toe, the low back, the head, the brain, for instance, or the liver... As osteopathic physicians, some of us are trained even in more depth to be able to feel those intricate motions of the different organs. And so if I feel someone whose liver is not moving very well, their LFTs may be well within normal range, but I know that their liver is not moving the way that it should be. So they're not able to really get rid of their toxins the way that any normal person would be if their liver was moving well. And so I might give them, depending on the patient, we may give them a homeopathic remedy, we may give them an herbal remedy, we might give them some nutrition and dietary things to follow, and then they come back and it's amazing. Their livers are moving. We can treat their liver osteopathically. The livers move even better. The inflammation goes down, and then now they're going to respond to the treatment and their low back may not come back again. So that's kind of how the two of them work well together in my patient population. That's wonderful, and it's it's very interesting. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Jennifer Cottle, and I'm speaking with Dr. Candace Boyer, owner and medical director of Lancaster County Osteopathic Integrative Health. So, Dr. Boyer, you we've talked a bit about your work, your patient population, which is the Amish community in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and also your specialties of osteopathic manipulative medicine and integrative health. I, I guess I had a question for you, and that is, you know, 
How did you find yourself, how did you end up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania? Were you seeking out the Amish community as your patients? Is it that you sort of happened to move there and they became your patients? You know, I'm just very curious about how this, how, how you landed where you've landed. That's a great question. I often wonder that myself. I actually had done a few rotations with a doc up here during medical school and residency. And actually for three and a half years, I commuted an hour and a half. I lived in New Jersey. My husband was tied there with his his job. And so three days a week, I would drive up here into Lancaster County. So an hour and a half, do house calls, and then drive all the way back to New Jersey. It was only when we started getting very, very busy and my husband actually retired from his job that we actually moved up to Lancaster County. I see. Very interesting. So, you know, you talked a little bit about your your osteopathic manipulative practice and integrative medical practice. And you also talked to actually about an example of the liver, for example, and back pain. Can you give us some other case examples of patients that you've had that have benefited from your, your practice of OMM and integrative medicine? Absolutely. This is what I believe wholeheartedly. I see my friends practicing and I see such a huge dissatisfaction rate amongst our physicians, and it's only rising. And not to say that every physician isn't happy in their jobs, but I talk to my internal medicine friends and, you know, they go to work, their staff isn't happy, they're not happy, all they're doing is is prescribing SSRIs and, and benzos, and everyone's not getting towards ultimate health. And so because of my patient population and because of the drive that they have towards natural medicine, it geared me in a, in a fashion to want to help them. And they can be very open and honest people, but can be very, almost too open. You know, you could go to their door and sell them cottage cheese that's going to cure their cancer, and there's a very good chance that they would do that. And so I wanted to be able to give them good research-based integrative health, natural ways for them to, to help themselves. And so it's been amazing for me because I I get to actually help people achieve real health. And when someone comes into my office, for instance, I have a a 40-year-old woman who came in not too long ago, 12 years of chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, migraines, interstitial cystitis, you know, all those patients that we sometimes lump together and then unfortunately become the, the patients that aren't very easy to deal with. They're very needy and they need lots of attention, they need lots of medication, and, and they don't ever seem to get better. I've had a patient walk into me like that, and we, from a osteopathic standpoint, was able to diagnose her. And just as not necessarily that I can put my hands on someone and say, oh, you have fibromyalgia, but to be able to feel the areas that are so chronically inflamed. And then we talked to her about lifestyle. She changed her diet. She eliminated a lot of foods that she had been eating. She went down. We talked to people about simple nutrition and eating real food. And, and for us, that means eating organic, eating non-GMO, and eating foods that are minimally processed. And so we taught her how to do that. And honest to God, within five weeks, she came back. Her migraines were gone. She could sleep better. Most of her pain was gone. Not all of it, but most of her pain was gone. And she wasn't having bladder spasms anymore. And that was just you know, us guiding her just a little bit in diet and within a couple of weeks, symptoms were gone. So that's how the integrative piece works really well. The osteopathic piece, which is just as powerful, works really well in, I've had a 12-year-old boy come in who had seizures, unresponsive to medications. Mom was a little bit, and this is actually an English family. So up here in Lancaster County, if you're not Amish, you're English. And so you would be English, Dr. Caudill, and everyone else is English. And so this English came out, mother came in and she's very naturally minded and she actually wanted 
her to be treated. And again, we changed his diet a little bit, treated him with osteopathic medicine, and the child has been seizure-free for over a year. So those are just two examples of just how the two of them work really well and to be able to allow people to achieve real life and, and then be, be able to go on to find out whatever it is they're supposed to be doing in life. Right. Well, no, that makes a lot of sense. And it's actually, these are very inspiring stories. You know, it's a very unique practice that you have. And you also, not only do you have a unique style of practice and way of practicing, but your your population is very unique as well. And I think many who are listening will find your story and kind of your path to what you're doing now quite quite fascinating. You know, just maybe a, a final question and, and then I'll, I'll see if you have any other points that you wanted to add. But, you know, you mentioned when you first started out, you drove up to Lancaster County, I guess, like three days a week or so. You know, now what's your, I know that you do, you have paper charts and things like that. Do you have a, a full-time practice? Is it a very busy practice? Are you working every day of the week or, you know, how does, how does your scheduling work now? Great question. I landed myself finally about two and a half years ago in one location, finally after about five and a half years of doing house calls and being in various locations. And that's what I would say if you're going to start your own cash-based practice, make overhead cheap, as cheap as possible. And so for me, I would just sublease, you know, at one office here, one office there. And now being in one location, I'm blessed enough that my practice has always been filled. And now I am actually overfilled. We have about, uh, last count today, I think we had about 32 people on the waiting list to, to just get into the office. So we have a full office. We have staff. We actually have some other alternative practitioners that practice with us. We have a holistic nurse and a wellness coach who helps to do a lot of follow-ups just because my schedule is so full. So currently I do four days a week. I do an evening as well as three other days. So it works well to be able to get a multitude of different people in with different hours. But yes, we're busy. My, my practice is completely filled. We're trying all the time to get new patients in as quick as possible. Right, right. Well, that is that is that's wonderful. I'm I'm delighted to hear it, and and like I said, inspiring kind of is the word. It's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to be able to interview you, because your practice is such a unique one. And you mentioned in the beginning of the interview how you have a lot of friends who did the same training that you did, uh, internal medicine, medicine residency, etc. Um, but you also have a lot of friends that you feel are burnt out, for lack of a better word. And that's a concept that we're always talking about in medicine is sort of physician burnout. And I just always think it's nice to hear how different people are practicing medicine. And, and, and so this is really, really wonderful. So for that, I thank you. Um, and I wanted to ask as well, were, were there any other things that you wanted to add that maybe we didn't get to or I didn't have a chance to ask you? Just that as practitioners, there is opportunities for everyone to become do more integrative medicine and osteopathic manipulative medicine for that matter. With the, the boards kind of merging, the worlds are kind of opening up as far as MDs being able to be trained osteopathically to do OMM. And for both MDs and DOs, there is a brand new sort of certification, board certification in integrative medicine. And so that opens up the world for, for all of us to be able to learn some more things and, and maybe even just one thing at a time that we can see our patients take one step closer to health, but also us as practitioners be able to do that for ourselves as well. So I would encourage anyone that's interested to look up some of those things, American Academy of Osteopathy or the Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine, if you're more interested in learning more about those two specialties. 
Oh, that's great. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I know there's a a number of physicians that will definitely be interested in that. I also wanted to ask, do you have a a practice website that you'd like to mention um, while we we have you today? Yeah, absolutely. Our website is lcoih.com. So Lancaster County Osteopathic and Integrative Health. So just the initials lcoih.com. Okay, wonderful. Well, many thanks to you, Dr. Candace Boyer, for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Caudill, and to access this and other episodes in the series and to download the ReachMD app, please visit us at reachmd.com slash everydayfamilymedicine. We encourage you to leave comments and to share this program with your colleagues. Thank you for listening.